This is producer Rachel with a warning that the pod you are about to hear contains some, as Arlo White would say, fruity language. To the pod. This is Rebecca Lowe, or Rebecca Lua, if you listen to Suboptimal Radio, and you are listening to Men in Blazers on the NBC Sports Network. It's unbelievable! Welcome to a Men in Blazers pod. Not just any pod. It's only the fifth annual night of the Golden Blazer. A bonanza that was recorded live last night in the Highline Ballroom in New York City. It was a huge honour, not just to celebrate a gent who's grown the game we love, soccer, in the country we love, America. Oh, but to bring together great friends of the pod from all over the country to raise a glass and celebrate together. It's one of the great joys of doing what we do. And it thrills me, no end to know, we're going to do it over and over again during the World Cup on our Men in Blazers Across America Road Trip 2018. Thanks to our friends at Budweiser. We're going to be coming to, oh, what a list. Los Angeles, St. Louis, Seattle, Portland, Portland, San Francisco. Wow. And Brooklyn, Philadelphia, and Boston, where we'll celebrate every hero, every villain, every ill-judged neck tattoo from that day's World Cup action in the company of a slew of special guests. Well, there's going to be Sad to say this, no Jonathan Brooks-inspired U.S. Moments of Magic at 2018 World Cup. Our goal is to create memories for American soccer fans and the soccer curious to come together, drink lager, eat pies, and just revel in the soccer-themed bar mitzvah that the whole world's invited to. GFOPs and those of you who just tolerate us, here's the story. Morning glory. Tickets for our shows in Los Angeles, St. Louis, Seattle, Portland, and San Francisco. Oh, you're on sale now, all of you. Go to our website, meninblazers.com, purchase them, come be with us. And tickets for Brooklyn, Philadelphia, Boston, they'll go on sale this Friday, this Friday, via our newsletter, The Raven. You can subscribe on meninblazers.com. Here now. Oh, what a night. It's the fifth annual night of the Golden Blazer. From the Highline Ballroom in the really rather flash part of HLC, this is the Men in Blazers Night of the Golden Blazer 2018. This is the fifth night of the Golden Blazer and it's one of my favourite nights of the year. Think of it as I do as a giant soccer-themed bar mitzvah to which the whole country is invited. The night in which we celebrate the life of one person who's dedicated themselves to the game we love, soccer! In the nation we love, America. Someone say Arsene Wenger. We'll give it to him when he leads the US to victory on home turf in 2026. Oh, they'll be playing very sophisticated football, Rog. A lot of smalls. Oh, this is the greatest presentation in sports that doesn't happen in a musty golf cabin, Dave. Involving a blazer. We are only minutes or hours, depending on the thickness of Roger's script, away from finding out who's 42 regular upper torso will slip into it. Interestingly, I'm also a 42 regular. 
You're just saying. You're not saying, but you're just saying. Plot twist. Oh, but before, before we begin, first yeah. things first, Davo. Yeah. Let us open the first bud of oh. the night. Second for me. Come on. <laughs> I want to say we couldn't be more thrilled to be doing this while communing with you GFOPs who are flowing in mind-bogglingly from across the nation, from California, from Chicago, from Brooklyn. <laughs> and above all, astonishingly, one GFOP, Adam Kirshner. Are you here, Adam? Hey. Adam Kirshner has flown in just for this shit. <laughs> all the way from Bahrain. Yeah. Or, or as I like... Or as I like to think of it, the Watford of the Persian Gulf. <laughs> Adam, I've got, I've got to say, a man has to go an incredibly long way to get a drink in Bahrain. As you say in Bahrain, Mahaban, <laughs> welcome. And I just raise this to all of you with Davo. Davo, raise your bud. Yeah, Rose. This bud's for you, GFOPs. Bud fam, blood fam, it is great to be together. Yeah. Okay, it also gives us untold pleasure, Rog. This is the this is the charity part of the event charity. for, for charity. You're doing a lot of good work for charity. Um, gives us untold pleasure to announce that proceeds from tonight's event will go to the remarkable veterans nonprofit Hope for the Warriors. For more than 11 years, Hope for the Warriors has provided care for service members and their families. It is a remarkable organisation. We've been working with them for ages. We're honoured to support. For more information on how you can help, check out. Hopeforthewarriors.org. Way better than meninblazers.com. <sighs> okay, Dave. Yeah. News. A World Cup is within touching distance. Wow. We both live for World Cups. They are the true north by which we navigate our lives, no matter who plays in them and who doesn't. It's still going to be the Copa das Copas. This one going down in Russia... The home of football. <laughs> Sorry, I misread that. The card actually says, the home of football corruption. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Cossacks on horseback inspired violence. A nightmare I've had so for many, Rog, many years. Rog is still convinced that the US men's national team is going to win this World Cup. I believe! I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I kid, I kid. He has actually said it two times in media interviews today. <laughs> and, and by the way, the people he said it to had no idea the US won't go no, to the World Cup. We, we, just did, we just did watch what happens live and they fired to us and like, and who's going to win the World Cup? And I was like, America. <laughs> and weirdly, Don Johnson, Candice Bergen, and Mary Steenburgen turned around and go, oh, really? By the way, Don Johnson, who was Crockett, is one of the reasons, along with the, uh, the uh, tattoo from Fantasy Island and Molly Ringwald, why I first moved to this country. He turned around to me and I went, America? And he turned around to me, he winked and he went, <laughs> couldn't break it to him, couldn't break it to him. I'll leave that to Tubbs. So Rod's still convinced the US is going to win the World Cup. However, there are far worse things happening in American soccer right now. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Let's be serious for a second. We wrote a book! <laughs> have you heard? <laughs> have you heard? Where's uh, our book no cover? No one's heard. Can we have a giant book cover somewhere? Yeah. Oh, we wrote a book! 
It's called the Encyclopedia Blazitanica. Oh, it's a suboptimal guide to soccer America's sport of the future, as it has been since 1972. It is genuinely ghost-written by Zlatan. <laughs> he types like he plays football, fast, flexible, and more often than not, topless. Yeah, it's, uh, to, to be succinct, it's, uh, that's called Like a Lion. <laughs> but yeah, we wrote a book. We're here, Dave, to celebrate. Oh, God love you. To celebrate. We sold one copy. Holy shit. <laughs> to celebrate... <laughs> What Congress? By the way, Republicans and Democrats across the aisle, even Bernie Bloody Sanders voted this. National Day of Blazers, a.k.a. the day you, Michael Davo, my partner in pod and life, became the Hemingway of our generation. I always knew he would. Yeah, a bit more drinking, a little less fishing. Uh, <laughs> that's very kind of you, Rog, because the first time I met you, I thought to myself, that gent is going to be the Daniel Steele of the early aughts. <laughs> OMG. It's true. Sisters is one of my favorite books of all time. Yes, our book, uh, I don't know if you heard, we got a book, the Encyclopedia Blazitanica. It's an ill-advised journey into the inky, dark, unexplored depths of the Men in Blazers universe that we've created hand in hand with you, our belovedly and masochistically loyal GFOPs. Over the last eight years, pod by pod, show by show, tweet by suboptimal tweet. Yeah, this part was written by the people who wrote the Shape Weight infomercial. It's also... The perfect companion to the World Cup about to dominate all of our lives, right? It's actually, to be candid, it's a book soaked in love. Love for football, love for our friendship, for our relationship with you, our GFOPs, and the continued search for life meaning through the deeds of Olivier Giroud, <laughs> Becky Sauerbrunn, yeah. and Mo Salah, Mo Salah. All of this now wrapped in the first Tweed book cover in the entire publishing history. Caxton always thought there'd be a publishing book in Tweed. It's taken hundreds of years. And will you allow us one liberty of doing the authory things that authors do and bore the hell out of you with book readings that no one actually asked for? Devo, the public demand it with their silence. Do the honors. Read your favorite bit of the book. Okay. Testing. I read from the book of Encyclopedia Blazitanica uh, by Roger Bennett and Michael Davies, ghostwritten by Zlatan, uh, a suboptical guide to soccer, America's sport of the future, 1972. This is uh, something that means a lot to me. It's something that I get quite emotional about. And those are... Those of you who watch the TV show often know how much this means to me. This is my entry under J for joink. <laughs> joink. This is what I exclaim almost every time someone scores a goal in a highlight on the Men in Blazers TV show. Its etymology is hazy, even to me, and I invented it. But I believe I've been inspired by two of the great characters in modern popular culture. Pinky from Pinky and the Brain, and Nene Leakes from The Real Housewives of Atlanta. <laughs> Serious shit. Joink is their love child. Pinky and the Brain, if you haven't seen it, features two genetically enhanced lab mice who in every episode devise a plan to take over the world, and then they fail, usually in spectacular fashion. Brain 
the smaller of the two mice, is fiercely intelligent, dark, brooding, and slightly evil. Pinky, on the other hand, is a childlike, rambunctious, and good-natured idiot. Anyone notice any similarities to two bald English blokes? Anyway, one of my favorite things about Pinky is his verbal tics. He has several of them, like, Nerf, Zot, Point, and Tross, Joink, is partly my own attempt to channel Pinky and offer an inane exclamation point to Roger's Game of Thrones metaphor-filled analysis of the build-up. However, let us not underestimate the influence of NeNe Leakes from the Real Housewives of Atlanta on Joink. Bloop, her trademark expression to illustrate and underline the truth of what she is saying had a profound effect on me when she started using the expression on watch what happens live, such as close your, mar close your legs to married men, trash box, bloop. <laughs> Goals, after all, are football's only truth. Joink. Dave, Dave, I'm sure you'll all agree. I know it reminded you, as it reminded me, as if the Odyssey by Homer was mixed with a secret by Rhonda Byrne. You're writing, it will change lives, mate. This may be very emotional. I write to live, Rog. I write to live. Let's switch spots now. I bequeath the floor to you, Rogelio, to read from the book of Encyclopedia Blazitanica. Hello. There's a ton of football in this book, but I'm going to read an entry that I think is going to be a lot more useful to many of you in a self-help Susie Orman kind of vein. <laughs> Seeing as the depression of the Premier League ending and it's 88 whole bloody days until the next one starts. And there's only a World Cup without America in it to fill that dark void of feelingless, lust, lust, lust. So I'm going to read you an entry that's called Tracy Chapman. <laughs> Chapman Tracy. There are a few songs I fall in love with the very first time I hear them. Tracy Chapman's Fast Car was one of those songs when it came out in 1988. And not only because it had been about a decade since I'd heard a tune without a hammering drum machine, Chapman was an anti-charismatic folk singer with a haunting voice and a propensity to write tunes about the things I loved. Human misery, <laughs> hopelessness, cracks in the social fabric, loneliness and suffering. And to this day, on the rare occasion that Everton Football Club lose, <laughs> I play fast car after the final whistle. Her breakout song about big teen dreams, shattering realities, parental alcoholism, deadbeat dads, bleak futures, an instant reminder that even though the team I love have just dropped three points, nothing in life is sadder than a Tracy Chapman song. Except for Everton Football Club. By the way, we should thank our friends at Knopf, the publisher, because they have supported us in doing all we can to be the final nail in the coffin of the long floundering publishing industry. 
So thank you, all of you who are here tonight. I will say, writing a book is a march of folly up there of releasing a movie on Betamax or writing music solely to be released on harpsichord and released on an eight track. Your support, GFOPs, it means the world to us. And I'll say, all right, enough of our crap. Let's get to the reason we're here tonight. Yes. At a momentous time in our nation's history. We've got to face up to the dark realities that are taking grip outside of this room. The Premier League's just ended. What a season we've just lived together. It's been a shared collective odyssey. It really has been. It's been a journey in which we've experienced a rainbow of human emotions. One of true majesty, Manchester City. Any City fans here? Are there any City fans? <laughs> My God. My God, that's uh, oh, Zabaleta is here tonight. Wow. Uh, also, noble pathos as arson, as arson. He died. Yeah. So much underdog wonder, Burnley. Burnley fan, are you here? Nope. Couldn't make it. <laughs> and then those joyous Ewoks at Huddersfield and Brighton and Newcastle. Also... The moon door of relegation just swept away that any, anything Tony Poulis had once touched. <laughs> West Brom, gone! Stoke, gone. But also, we weren't prepared for this, were we, Davo? No. Nope. Our, our beloved Swans of Swansea. Our beloved Swans. Shout out to Palace also. What a comeback! Okay, we would be remiss if we did not give the Swans a proper Viking funeral. So let's do that with our first guest tonight. It's not every day, Rog, that we get to invite the owner. The owner of a freshly relegated team onto team. the stage to conduct a post-mortem. Law and Order's Olivia Benson style. But tonight is the night for such romantic surrender and soulful yearning. Heavyweights. You know our first guest as one half of the phenomenal podcasting duo at Barstool Sports, pardon my take. We know him as one of the Swansea owners, maybe the Swansea the big owner, decision maker. who is big on dabs and less big on successful transfer market strategy. A man who helped lead that once proud team into the championship. Welcome to the stage, our mate, Big Cat. Okay, you guys have a book out or something? <laughs> yeah, apparently, for some reason. Okay, Big Cat. Yes. First up, as an owner. Yes. Let's cheers you with a bud of solace and love. Many people are saying the English Football Championship League is the hottest league in all of sports. Yeah, especially with a Welsh team yes, in it. Yeah. Exactly. Well, Swansea we are in Wales. Many people are saying it's the greatest league in the world. Well, it has championship in it, doesn't it? It, does. okay. it, does. it also has a playoff, so and Americans say, like me can understand it. It also has trips to such exotic ports of call as Bolton and Ipswich yeah. and Hull. That's the heroin capital of England. But Swansea... I think the championship, the championship is the Sun Belt Conference of Football yeah. League. I love the Sun Belt. It's called the Fun Belt for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> but Swansea, of which you own a tiny... But you own a fraction. Let's just say you own a piece. Very small amount that I'll never see again. They were officially banished to the championship at the weekend. How are you feeling right now? How are you processing Describe. this as an owner? I'm here to apologize to everyone. I'm on the apology tour. So uh -huh. I'm going to be the fall guy for all of Swansea. I'm going to be the Rick Pitino where I apologize. I don't know what I'm apologizing for, but I'm going to apologize. And you now have to accept my apology. 
Uh, it hurts. But like I said, the Championship League, I think, has a lot of buzz. A lot of people are talking about it. Really? Uh, I am talking about right it. Right now, you're yes, talking about it. I am talking about it right now. Many I people. About, talked about it on my podcast on uh -huh. Monday. Oh, you are? So media members are talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you just got to bounce back, right? I, I imagine you've been on a lot, a lot, a lot of the ownership conference calls. A lot. Since Swansea plummeted through the relegation moon door in the high hall of the Erie. It's a terrible way to die. Have you, Big Cat, broken it yet to your fellow American co-owners that there is no such thing as a first-round draft pick, so there's no Josh Allen to save yes, your ass? Yes, yes. Well, I'm happy that you brought up the other American owners because I, the think, I think the lesson here is that we can all blame Oprah because <laughs> what, what happened last year? Swan stayed up. What happened this year when Oprah gets involved? Swans go down. So, I, I mean, I think we have figured out. Not for yeah. the first time. To yeah. me, I've got to be honest, here's how I analyze it. I'm a very subtle person. I try and look for like the next level, you know, like the Axios newsletter, next level thinking. <laughs> I look at Swansea's demise as just payback for firing Bob Bradley. Ooh, okay, I mean, yeah. Hot take. All right, well, I mean, can I make my case? Yeah. He yeah. is a man who gave his yeah. life, he gave his life yes. to that club. Almost yes. like an American Arsene Wenger. All those 86 days were like 22 years in many ways. That's a fair, that's a fair uh, theory to have, but a lot of people have also been saying that it's because I made many, many jokes about the U.S. <laughs> not making the World Cup. Yeah. And everyone like asked me to take those jokes back, and I will not, because I still think it's funny they didn't make the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna, see, this is going to be... I'm going to okay. have a tough time getting out of here. I'm going to have a tough time getting out of here. Why do you find it funny? I don't know. Funny? It's funny. It's funny to watch other people's misery, right? <laughs> like, it's like watching a, a car cry. You know, you, everyone's rubbernecking. Now yeah. I understand completely why you two are mates. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like, right, exactly. So I tell you, I do adore this man in every regard. There's I know, yeah, I, I, listen, I prefer we had made it, but I can find the humor in this situation. Can I just tell you, can I, I just tell you, this, uh, Steve Coogan, the English comedian, once said, and this is why I love Dan Katz, because there's an incredible English Jewishness in him, which is, <laughs> Steve Coogan once said, if you give your average English person the choice between his or her success or somebody else's failure, they'll choose somebody else's failure mm -hmm. every single yeah. time. Yes, and that yes. is, And that is Dan Katz in yes. every regard. God yes. love so it was my fault. I'll blame. I'll take all the blame. Uh, the apology tour. I am the fall guy. So Chris Carter said famously, "You need a fall guy." I will be the fall guy for the Swans ownership. We're here to be positive. Say, we think the answer to fixing Swansea may be right here at this table. Ooh, Dan, we're talking Jordan at the Wizards, Lemieux with the Penguins, and now bald denier Didier Drogba at USL's Phoenix Rising. We're talking about you, Dan Katz, going full-on player owner. Ooh, I thought you were going to end up with Freddie Adu, and I'm open for that as well. <laughs> this has now been all my soccer knowledge, so thank That's you, everyone, Freddie, for having Fre me. Fre Freddie Adu is just a ripcord you pull <laughs> yeah. when you go yeah. down to Division 1. Exactly. Dave, at your feet, you have the device we need, the EA Sports Foot card that has been designed at great cost <laughs> by EA Sports FIFA, the big cat Ooh. foothead. They filled in some of the categories. Let me read them to you. Yeah. Dan, you've got an 82 shot because, wow. Yes. 80, they gave you an 89 passing because if there's one thing I know about you, my friend, you are a generous lover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
You got a 90 in dribbling. You got only a 57. Why did he get a 90 in dribbling? Yeah, no. wow. I got great handles. I've seen him drink. Okay. I've seen him drink. He <laughs> got, kind of he got yes. a 57 on defense because he's a bit Steve Spagnuolo. Mm-hmm. Yep. But they have not counted yet your pace or your ah. physicality. Mm. So I'm going to go right to the source with you, big cat. Let's start with pace. I look at you. I think stealth pace for the big man. Yeah, yeah, Torre type. How, what, what would you give yourself? I'll give myself, what's the lowest you can give yourself? Zero. Okay, I'll give myself a zero. for. No, I'll give myself a two for the pace. I, zero, it, two. Listen, I will come out, I will <laughs> run around a few times, and then I'll do that thing where I just stand and, and try to move my arms really fast so it looks like I'm trying. <laughs> okay. Oh, that is cool. And how about that's called the Phil Jagielka. Yeah, yeah. Phys- yeah. I will say that I will file that one as a two, and you will use your energy reserves wisely. Yes. Uh, I want the physicality. Yeah. I look at you as a man who could vape for an Olympic gold. Yes. What would you give yourself? I'm, I'm going to give myself a 99. Yeah. <laughs> Can we get what's his average on foot? What do we get off stage? Shout Someone it out. do the math. 70. 70. Big Cat is a 70 player, which makes you about a Graham Zuzi of a foot car. But to me, I think you've underestimated yourself. To me, you're the Charlie Adam of the championship with a mustache <laughs> and actual soccer skills. Dave, yeah. we've got to let this gentleman go and watch LeBron's triumphal a real ascent sport. to God. Yes. Oh, don't sorry, say sorry, that. Sorry, sorry. I'm going to make it even harder for me to get out of here. I love before soccer. I bought a team. Come on. Yeah, a whole, a whole Jesus. Team. Okay, before we let you go, because we know you share our affinity for pie. You love pie. Yes. We need to get a prediction for Swansea next season in the championship. Yes. Let's all take a bite of pie, see what the future holds Ooh, in yes. South Wales. Now, okay. now, now, big cactus, proper sport, pie eating. <laughs> yes, now this is right up my alley. Oh, these are technically pasties. Mm. Um, look into the future. These pies have prophetic powers. I see the swans bouncing back. Yeah. You do. The parachute payments. Yeah. The That's parachute. They yes. are the ownership conference calls uh-huh. coming through. Yes. Here's, what, here's what I think is going to happen. Yeah. This season, you had the brothers, are you? The two brothers playing up front. Yeah. To me, your big mistake tactically looking at you, you didn't play more brothers. Yeah. You've got to double brothers. down on the brothers. Markeith Marcus Morris on the wings. Mm. You yes. speak, I know you know Tiki and Rondé Barber. Yes. Yeah. Get them both up the gut. Uh-huh. You know, what about Rex and, and, uh, and Rob Ryan? Yeah. Yes! Now we're talking. Come here. Now we're talking. Yeah. Ho- what about Horace and Harvey Grant? Get them out of the Boca Raton retirement, the community that they're in. Say, yeah. Swansea is good for your limbs and your arthritis. What about Bryant and Greg Bloody Gumble? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get them on the bloody field. You will bounce back no problem. I guarantee a big cat. Here's Cheers. Yeah. Thank to you, the Premier League. Yeah, I, I, I'm seeing my pie uh, foresaw the dramatic return of their manager, Carlos Gavajal. First I mean, time I've heard his name. Carlo Carlo <laughs> and mostly just because I like saying Carlo What do you think? Yeah, I think it's it's all gonna maybe Bob Bradley again. How closely? Then everyone yeah! Yeah. Just final question. How closely did you actually follow Swansea's season, Dan? <laughs> Is Gilfie still on the team? I know. <laughs> I know he's not. That's why we probably Ladies got relegated. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Big Cat, Dan Cat. Thank you. These guys, very sorry to see you yeah. go. Very sorry. There you are, David. By the way, while we're talking about FIFA, a quick reminder that we are just two weeks away from the release. Yeah. My God, at the highlight of my year, the yeah. 2018 FIFA World Cup Russia release. 
coming out 29th, and it's the only place in your house, it will be in mine many times, that America will actually win the bloody World Cup. So play it, win it, love it. Okay, Rog, at these shows, we always like to have a guest who truly represents the city we're in, whom we admire to talk about their love of the game that we love. Rog. Yeah, and here, that is a lot of love, Dave. Here to add some New York... I sat next to Patrick Vieira on the plane the other day. Here to add some New York flavour in your ear. A man who is not just one of the NFL's best offensive players, so watch it, but one of the league's best players at any position. A two-time pro bowler and former national champion at the University of Alabama. Roll Tide! A man born in New Orleans who's taken New York City by storm. He loves cities that begin with the word new like Newcastle we welcome to the stage from your New York football giants the one and only Mr. Landon Collins Man, Landon, you, you, you smell way better, better than Rog. I can tell you that right now. Yeah, that's way, you not stiff so competition, to be quite candid. Landon, you are, I'm not bullshitting you, the single greatest Landon in sports <laughs> outside of the Liga MX. Am I right? Yeah, very, very true. You are a man, Landon, of many nicknames. Money. Yeah. 21 Savage. Yes. Yes, that's my nickname. You gave yourself the nickname Hollywood. Yeah. Bold. How and did you give yourself your own nickname? It's Amazing. stuck. There are so many nicknames I've wanted in my life. I'm working so hard on three limes, which is how I drink my tequila. I just love it. <laughs> but I'm struggling to make it happen. What is the secret to getting a nickname to actually stick? Especially one you give yourself. Uh, I mean, Hollywood just came along. I mean, I don't know how I came up with that one. Just but what do you say? <laughs> you say? You say, call me Hollywood from now on or else? Like, what do you do? Oh, nah. uh, uh, can I be candid? Were you called Hollywood before Hollywood was called Hollywood? Was Hollywood named after you? No, not at all. I was, I, I'm named after Hollywood. But, uh, yeah, okay, <laughs> good. We clarified that. But uh, just, I just said when we, they, I introduced myself and I was like, just also known as Hollywood. So oh. just kind of throw it out there. I mean, new guys, new faces, they don't really know your name. So you just... Give a nickname out. I feel like you need one mate who really starts playing along very enthusiastically early. You need like a mate like my mate Bruce who will be like, yeah, Hollywood, and we'll call you Hollywood in every situation. Uh And then everybody else will start doing it. Yeah, I'd say my former teammate that's not here no more, DRC did that. He was always like, oh, Hollywood, come on, let's go. Play long, (laughs) play long. God, I got to tell you, I've been trying to make the nickname Cool Bald Stick for about 20 years. (laughs) Still working on that one. I want to move to my favorite sporting quotes of all time, Landon. Diego Forlan, a great Uruguayan striker, he once said, I've said this many times on the pod, when he scores a goal, which he did many times, when he scores a goal, he said, quote, he said it in English, so even I understood it. He said, scoring a goal? I said, yeah, Diego Forlan. <laughs> he said, it's better than an orgasm, Landon. Okay. You have eight career interceptions. Uh-huh. What does an interception feel like? <laughs> I think what Roger's trying to say is, how good, I'm asking how for good a does an interception feel? Yeah. Uh, interception feel like, uh, it's like a party. Oh. Yeah, honestly, a party? It's like a party. It's like a... <laughs> 
<gasps> it's like a Vegas party, honestly. A Vegas party. A Vegas, <laughs> Vegas party, yeah. Thank you very territory. Put it that way. Hollywood. I've got a follow-up question. Yeah. <laughs> For a friend. <laughs> Landon Collins. You also have four career sacks. Uh-huh. What are they? Orgasm? No. <laughs> Not orgasm. No, no, no. No, what no, does no, a sack... No. What, honestly, what the... What? That's a great question. How does a sack feel different than an interception? It's uh, a, a moment of celebration. It feel like you dominated, honestly. I just uh -huh. feel like I dominated their offense, saying that you couldn't block me, basically. Uh, you couldn't pick me up. But uh, in a, like interception is different. It's a party. You, just, you got a whole turnover. You got, you got the chance to, to score. So, what yeah. sound do you make when you sack someone? It's multiple <laughs> sound. You got uh, you got yeah. <laughs> it's multiple sound. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> and then, do you hope that they like? Squeal a little bit on the a other end. A little bit, a little bit. On the way yeah. down, I hope when I when I kind of throw my body on them, I try yeah. to be like a D lineman, like snacks, and try to put all my weight on them as uh -huh. much because yeah. I'm only like 215, and snacks yeah. is like 300 pounds. So yeah. he tried to crush him. So I try yeah. to do the same thing. So just to recap, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah. We asked the hard hitting questions at Men in Blazers. Okay, Landon. Before last season began, when Tottenham Hotspur were last in America. How many Spurs fans do we have here tonight? Yeah. Okay, you got the chance to go head-to-head -head with one of the Premier League's biggest stars yeah. in a series of drills to see who would fare better in the other one's sport. Here is just a taste of the classic YouTube viral sensation that is Landon Collins versus Harry Kane. We did one soccer event, we had a football event. What do you want to do? I just want Landon one-on-one -on -one in the end zone. One-on-one! On one. It's got to go down. Uh, by the way, it's football, not soccer. Oh! <laughs> Harry Kane! you got to go there. It's football, not soccer. Yeah, it's football. <laughs> he's talking noise right from the start, Landon Collins. Now, Landon, you I play... I can't understand a word he said. <laughs> <laughs> he spits when he talks. He spits when he talks. <laughs> Harry Kane, he spits when he talks. I he didn't spit I that time. I, I want. I want. His manager said, "I don't think he spat that time." He wasn't spit <laughs> at all. That time. That time. How did that Harry Kane smack talk rank in your NFL smack talk billboard chart? Honestly, he talked the most out of all the receivers I've, I've faced. <laughs> now, I think it was because we didn't have shoulder pads on, and he didn't see how actually big my muscles were. I you know I'm very intimidated on the field, so. It was kind of different. I had, you know, I had a short sleeve shirt on, covering all my muscles, because I didn't want him to be very, very you know, scared. You know? Oh. I couldn't hit him either. He's one of the best soccer players. I couldn't yeah, he's a good soccer player. He can't do that. He's I got to just story. say, to, to recap, when London, London Collins goes, <laughs> Harry King goes, <laughs> <laughs> and yet no one understood him. All right, Landon, it is truth time. In England, Harry Kane's the best we've got. Let's face it. Uh, he really is. I, I just say, where I come from, Harry Kane, is considered an absolute unit. Uh, Kane is a huge NFL fan. He loves the NFL. Tom Brady is his favorite player, but you put him through his gridiron paces. Yes. Let's see Harry Kane punt, pass, and kick, American style. <laughs> oh, fire! <laughs> When, when I watched that celebration, that was a single moment when I realized England are not going to get out of their group stage of the World <laughs> Cup. But I will say, that touchdown Selly, for me, personally, was a bit disappointing for a man that plays with Son and Delhi. 
I expected something a bit more elaborate, a bit more Antonio Brown-esque. Landon Collins, you played with him. If you were a scout at an NFL combine, what would your assessment be of Harry Kane's athleticism and aptitude on the scale, say, of Odell Beckham to Jay Cutler? <laughs> Where would you put him? Harry Kane, uh, England's finest. Where would you yeah, put him? Yeah, that's kind of for it. Jay Cutler? That's kind of for it down, down. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of for it. I would say JC he, is awesome. He's a, I wouldn't say quarterback-wise. I mean, receiver-wise, he's, uh, he's really far from Odell. <laughs> um, but definitely, he could definitely catch. I give you that. He could definitely he can catch. catch. He can route, catch. Route running skills. Uh, uh, <sighs> I can't help him with that he's one. He's got a future. He's can he kick? Browns. Can he can kick? He kick? Oh, he can kick out this world. Oh, he can kick out of this world. He can, world. Make, he can make field goals. I'll tell you that much. He made a 60-yard a field goal out when this was Wow. Out there. Yeah, he made wow. it. Yeah, it was big. Oh. He has a big leg. And that was off his like... shoulder. <laughs> Everyone's favorite Spitfire pilot, Reincarnate, also put your sucker skills to the test, Landon. Let's yeah, have yeah, a yeah, look yeah. at your techers. Landon Collins! Techers! Oh. Uh, uh, that was like Blair Walsh. Wide oh. left. <laughs> Get ready for this one. Topping swears! Look at him again. Kevin De Bruyne says, wow. Well, Landon Collins, was that US? Was that like computer-generated imagery, or did that really happen? What did you do to get that? That into the really bench? happened. Harry gave me some skills because I didn't know how to lift the ball off the ground, so he kind of taught me how to spin and get underneath it and get it up to the left corner. Life so skills, like, yeah. Life skills. He got me good. He got me get some good skills, some good points. Life skills. Okay, final big Lead, question. Th th this this skill we've just seen leads to the big finale question for Landon Collins. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Many people. Many people are saying. If OBJ played striker for the U.S. men's national team, Many along with same. Andrew Luck in midfield, oh mate, and you making people squeal swooping in the around back the backline, the U.S. would have qualified for the World Cup in 2018. <laughs> Can you go on the record and confirm or deny? I don't know. I don't. I don't know too much about soccer, but I definitely would. Um... Nor do we. I'd say that would be an improvement. <laughs> I'd say that would make it an improvement on what happened, London. I definitely would make some guys squeal and not want to run towards the goal, our goal. Definitely that. But um, I think Odell is a good soccer player. He can make some make some moves. Uh, I don't know about Andrew Luck too much. He's a quarterback. Quarterbacks don't really move too good. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I can just say, knowing London, uh, we definitely knowing, help out. We definitely Andrew help Luck, out as like much as I we do. Can. Like with Andrew Luck's image, <laughs> I just say, as his image, his image is true. He's an evil motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but I will Appreciate say. It. I will say, listening to you, Landon Collins, I know everyone in the audience, I'm going to speak for you all. Not that guy. But I'm going to speak for you all. <laughs> I'm going to speak for you all. You're all thinking the same thing. Jim Harbour for the U.S. men's national team. Let's attack each day with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind. He'd be like Jurgen Klopp, but even more Teutonic. The hugs on the home would be bloody lethal. Get it on, U.S. soccer. I know you're listening to this crap. Glory awaits, Dave Ladies to the honors. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Landon Collins to the New York Giants. And glory! Real man who plays a real sport, Rob. Oh, That's all I think. And he, by the way, he was the Golden Blazer winner. Thank you very much. <laughs> Good night. Okay, all right, Rog. Talking of the Golden Blazer, the golden hour is nigh. 
Nigh. That's Which spelled is... N-I-G-H. That is one of my favourite words in the English language. You meant it to is... give us the like golden hue now. There should be a gong that goes off. The golden hour is nigh. It's nigh. It's almost time by the power which is vested in us by Mike Tarico to induct another legend into the pantheon of Golden Blazer winners. <sighs> Are you ready? Are you ready? Let me remind you, did someone just dive off the top balcony then? Because <laughs> I, I love your commitment. Yeah. It's polyester, mate. The Golden Blazer, to recap, it's bestowed upon an individual who has dedicated their life to growing the game we love. In the country we love, Rod. America. Yeah. Past winners of this Blazer, oh, gold, include the general. Bob Lee. The only human being in the history of our country who's won a golden blazer and a less coveted sports Emmy. Super Julie Foudy. Twice World Cup winner, twice Olympic gold medalist. She is the glue that holds together every single TV set she's on. She really is. Another box-to-box -box midfielder and FIFA hunter, Loretta Lynch. Stick to sports, David. And last year's winner, Rog, Rebecca Lua! South London and proud. Daenerys Stormborn of the House Targaryen, first of a name, the unburnt queen of the Andals, the first man, Khaleesi of the great grass breaker of Kyle's and the mother of dragons. And, and a couple of Robbies. It is now time to add a new name to that elite club. Uh, it goes without saying that my nipples are tingling. It's, this is, is it not one of the most emotional moments of sport that is up there with the engraving of the claret jug, or is it just me? <laughs> okay, you ready, Rog? I feel about as ready as Neil Armstrong when he was about to put foot on the blue lunar surface known as the Sea of Tranquility. Let's bloody do it, Davo! Okay, Rod, this year's winner is a born and bred American soccer treasure. Hell yeah! <laughs> Someone... That, that really didn't narrow it down, but keep going. Someone whose love for the sport blossomed in the fields of North Carolina, where his skinny little legs kicked a ball around before he starred at Colgate University. Come on, you Red Raiders! He graduated into pre-MLS America, the soccer dark ages, eventually catching on as a sportscaster and primetime player in Albany. Georgia's broadcast scene. There's somebody here from Albany, Georgia. No, they were clapping. They thought it was Albany, New York. <laughs> from there, Rog, he rose through the ranks covering such massive sporting events as rodeos and the Professional Bowling Association. And boom, dude. But while playing Crown Prince, his heart remained in football. And eventually, that love was repaid when he was made lead studio host of Fox's soccer coverage. This summer, this man will guide the USS Fox to Russia and back, we hope. We maybe, welcome, maybe not. We welcome to the stage the winner 
of the 2018 Golden Blazer, a longtime GFOP, a truly great American, I'll tell you, an amazing, amazingly talented broadcaster. Please be upstanding and welcome to the stage, the one and only Rob Stone. Now if there's a smile on my face, it's only A quick toast. Raise your glasses to soccer in America. That's fantastic. Rob Stone, you are a giant of a man. A giant. A giant. Look at. Oh, we love Stipple. We love a five foot eight giant. You are a giant. David, where's that from, mate? My seat seems lower. It might be from the book, Rob. It might be from the book. book. I might have drawn that myself. You are a giant of a man. You do have such skinny legs. Oh, my God. I've been struck by it. Worst legs in the business. Karen Barton reminds me all the time. My legs are not even as thick as the stack of cards Raj brought up to the table today. Yeah. Well, that's quite thick, to be um, honest. I think you've got beautiful legs, Rob Stone. And Thank I want you. to say, it is my distinct pleasure to raise a bud to you, Robert Chandler Stone. Oh. Let's raise a toast yeah. to Rob Stone. I want to say, off the top, you are such a remarkable gent. You are beloved by everybody in the business. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to say this sincerely because I'm not very... I'm a horrible person, but I want to get this out because I can't keep it in. Like Cat Stevens. High school quote <laughs> was like, from Cat Stevens, like the by the way. the early Cat Stevens, not the late... What was your high school quote, Rob? I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> an, an old girlfriend gave it to me. I was desperate. It was something <laughs> about... so many levels. It was about being a, mo it was about being a moon shadow. I do feel that you've never truly been given your due as a man who loves this game of soccer, as we do, with every ounce of his energy and has committed his life, his broadcasting life, to growing its presence with the passion of a fan, which is why I admire you. We're jumping ahead of ourselves. Uh, David, you should say a word, because you're a television man. I'm not. I mean, as a broadcast producer, I tell you, you can count on less than one hand anchors who can anchor multiple television sports. You can do the big American sports, college football, college basketball. You do bowling. That's a big American sport. We first know. met, we first met in 2006 where you called play-by-play <laughs> -play and color uh -huh. on the World Series of Darts from the, from the Mohican Sun. In Connecticut with the great Sid Waddell. Oh, my God. Rest, rest in, in peace. peace. One of the great broadcasters oh. in history. You can do it all. There are just, there are less than five broadcasters who can do that. I watch your work as a television producer, as someone who sits in the control room in the IFB into the ear of people like you. And I am in awe of what you do professionally. You are one of the greats already. You are going to go to the Broadcasting Hall of Fame mm. as one of the greats. And I'm telling you, all of you, this summer, you are going to witness Rob Stone host the fuck out of the World Cup in Moscow. I'm going to go a step farther. He's going to host the fuck out of the World Cup. And Iceland are going to win it. Yes. <laughs> and we're a ahead. massive star, a massive star is going to be recognized in the United States of America. You are amazing, Rob. We honor you. It's so true. That massive star is Alexi Lalas. But we're going to be ahead of ourselves. Let's go back to the beginning. 
Are you ready? Do you want to get back? By to the, the way, how good them? is this crowd? I mean, this is this is our people. This yeah. is this is a beautiful looking assembly of yeah. humans. Yeah. Is there a second tier back there? Yeah, up there. Yeah. Oh, let's go back to the beginning. You first played soccer in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. To me, as a naive Englishman, this is college basketball country. When you broke through, just what was the baseline? What was soccer's profile back then? Uh, it was non-existent, essentially. Chapel Hill, North Carolina, yeah, your college community, University of North Carolina, rainbow soccer, where uh, the legendary <laughs> Anson Dorrance, you all know oh, him. Yeah. Anson Dorrance started that league in Chapel Hill, um, and it just seemed like a safe outlet for my parents to let a hyperactive young man go and run and cause minimal damage and fell in love immediately. Like safe, we all have. Safe physical outlet for a young, young, like six-year-old, seven-year-old. Exactly. No, no glimpse of what the future could First hold. First grade, kindergarten, something like that. Buying cleats at Kmart. Oh, thank wow. you, Kmart. Good you, stuff. You built the future. The zips. Anybody have zip shoes from Kmart as a kid? <laughs> I'm not alone. I know I'm not alone out there. But, Rob, you became a pretty good player going on to dominate the Patriot Go on. League. <laughs> you went on to dominate... The Patriot Not League. Not everybody can dominate the Patriot League. No. Let's take can a Can you look. name any of the schools in the Patriot League? Lehigh. My Colgate people got to pipe down here. Hold on. Yeah. Colgate. Lehigh. I owned Lehigh. I made Lehigh my bitch year after year. I've, I've you too, Holy Cross. <laughs> with a, with a, I'm not done with you, Lafayette. I, I, watch, I watch Faye. And when was, I say I made them my it, bitch, it was a good 0-0 zero, zero result. Really yeah. tight. Was, was, was Fame, were the kids from Fame in the Patriot fame? League? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, they weren't. Oh. Yeah. They were too good. They are in the League of I mean, don't on. big yourself up too much, Rob. No, I know. We do I'm have trying. some video. I have one night. We've got video. Let's take a look at Rob in action. Number five in Colgate's Crimson Red. Number five, Rob Stone calling for the ball down the left side. What's this? Here's Reef. Reef trying to work. That's him. And the ball there. Oh, I didn't take any shit from UConn. Uh, Screw you, Huskies. I don't care if you're ranked in the top ten. Put the, your collar down, Stone. For those I had collars back then. That's the him for Rob Stone. You found that. <laughs> we did. We want that. Tape. We watch hours of tape for that crap. I've got to be honest. Oh, for, for, the, for those of you not watching at home on this podcast, we just watch Rob Stone. <laughs> like, about how, how tall were you? About like five foot six? Oh my God. I went to Colgate. I think I was like five, seven, five, eight, yeah. 125 <laughs> in yeah. starting Division One. It was soccer. like if you watch Paul Pogba square up to Mark Noble in the West Ham United game, it was like watching Connecticut to Mark Noble square <laughs> up to Paul Pogba and just shout, don't tease me, bro. <laughs> you, you were a grinding midfielder, a white-collar facade, a blue-collar reality, as you described to me. You're actually, in fairness to you, you're actually quite the star at Colgate. You finished your career as a Raider all-time assist leader with 15. Wow. Since yeah. been broken by David. What was that number again? 15. 15. Eh, we didn't score a lot of goals. <laughs> it, was, it was 15 over a seven-year yeah. college career. It's <laughs> pretty good. I mean, it's since been broken by David Silva. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to know, because I watched a lot of game tape to find that moment. I, I sent you a lot of tapes, by the way, Raj. You did. You Rog, I pilfered me. my garage. I had boxes. Raj is so things. sad he watched all of them. Yeah. I know, but were you I, entertained at all? There, there were like two moments where I appeared in that game, I think. Um, I was entertained incredibly, <laughs> but I was watching Billions at the same time <laughs> for the other eye. I will say... 
Here's what I want now, because you look, you look quite tasty to me. You did, you did. If I was an LA, LAFC scout, I'd be like, hmm, homegrown, homegrown, homegrown. Yeah. What I want to know was, how good were you? Like, were you <laughs> San Jose good? Is there in your body, as you broadcast MLS, any tiny tinge of regret, Robert Stone, that there was no MLS for you to take your tiny little chicken legs into? 100%. 100%. I could have been the next Kyle Beckerman <laughs> with tight hair. Uh, no, I, I, I wish MLS was around, and I, I could have at least thrown myself out into a tryout and then been sent home with my tail between my legs. But it, now, you know, five foot eight, 150-pound guys have that opportunity. It's a beautiful country we live in now, Raj. My mate Bruce is putting a USL team in Hartford. I know. You're from Hartford. You could go and... We're working on it. There's still a chance. There's still, there's still a chance. Okay, but <laughs> after much. graduation, you moved back into your childhood bedroom. Yes, I did. Which is the American with, dream. With Joy and Bob Stone. <laughs> who, who, by the way, can I just take a, a, a straw poll working for LinkedIn right now? Who, after college, moved right back into their childhood bedroom? The few, the proud. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, by the way, I see Jeff Bezos at the back. Jeff, <laughs> good to see you, mate. Don't be shy. Keep going. You started working public access television. <laughs> and you, dreamed, community you television. dreamed of one day being Bob Costas. I went to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. How many people have heard those annoying radio ads? Yeah. I was the guy who fell for it. <clears throat> and I got a scholarship uh -huh. to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. <laughs> Needless to say, uh, CSOB is not on my current resume. Okay. I've, I've been able to move on, but... It didn't help you a lot. No, it is now, yeah. Bob. No Someone's bueno. entering it on your no Wikipedia bueno. page. Uh, you wanted to be Costas back then, Rob. Yep. Costas's childhood dream, which he told us in another conversation we had, was to be Rebecca Lowe. But, <laughs> Dave, tell us what we love Here's about Rob. Here's what we love about Rob. You love the game when to love the game of soccer was not good for a career in broadcasting. <laughs> There were like no now. careers. Like yeah. During the 1994 World Cup, you were working local TV with your white teeth, blonde hair, great jaw, in Albany, Georgia. Great and you told job. me you slipped World Cup highlights All the in time. where you could. Let's take a look at this. All, oh, do you look at it. Nice day for World Cup. being played today with two games on the two coasts. New Jersey was the site this afternoon, and there's a game featuring two legendary countries, Italy. Oh, the pizza, the Pope, Alfa Romeo's, and then, of course, Bulgaria with the... Um, Bulgaria, We're known for their soccer team, perhaps, to the highlights in New Jersey. Early on, it was Roberto Baggio, the world's greatest soccer player, the right-footed bender side netting, one nothing Azuri. Just five minutes later, Albertini, which I recommend with a side of clam sauce. Beautiful chip to a streaking Baggio, who deposits it in the opposite corner. You know, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this. A lot of tragedy, a lot of down, but it's so nice to see that that young love is still in our society. I had a chance to bump Where into our going, tape, Rob? bump into our tape boy. Excuse me, <laughs> tape man, Jason Carr, and, and his girlfriend Lynn Meeks from Worth County. And it's it's refreshing, and it's it's a nice way to start my weekend to see those two little okay. lovebirds. And we're moving right along. Thanks, Rob. You have a terrific weekend. See you on Monday. Let's check in with Jackson at the weather board to see what your weekend weather's going to look like, Jackson. Okay, Rob, you do the sports, not the dating game. Jackson, <laughs> Jackson the weather guy. That is awesome. Oh, Rob Stone. That's really good. That's really good. See, I wasn't lying. I wasn't lying at all. All this stuff I told you is legit. How about the hair, huh? Here's what we want, though. <laughs> We've watched that maybe 150 yeah. times. And here's the question we want, though. 
Uh, did, did Kevin James or Tim Allen write your jokes? <laughs> oh. <laughs> the answer is Eric Winelder. 1998 was your first World Cup. Let's raise our glass and pour some out for 1998. Yeah, another cheer. It was a dark time. Yeah. It was the meltdown of everyone's Ooh. US soccer dreams. Not a great year. I've got to say, after 94, we really thought we belonged on the world stage. We thought we could be a dark horse. If you didn't live that period, we lost to Jer Not to spoiler alert, because it happened. <laughs> 20 years ago. By the way, when is it that you can like, say what happened in Game of Thrones publicly? But in 1998, we lost to Germany, Iran, and Yugoslavia. The team devoured itself, it imploded, it lost every game. I've just made a 12-part podcast about the whole experience for WMYC, which I interviewed you for, you sweet man. And you told me that after the losses, you interviewed an, an imploding, an imploding Alexi Lalas. At I the airport. I only know an imploding Alexi Lalas. <laughs> But you, you, you interviewed an imploding Alexi Lalas, who was a man in meltdown, and he was just burning US soccer down on camera, just like spitting fire like a dragon. And I want to hear from you, what tension did you, because I've watched the footage a lot, what tension did you feel? Because on one hand, there's two Rob Stones. One is a professional soccer broadcaster, I'm guessing with a producer in your ear, as Alexi is just like crapping on everybody, being like, Keep going, go deeper, this is good television, yeah. okay? And another, the soccer fan, who must have just been in their own head, being like, shut up, Alexi, you're destroying the game that I love, that I love, that I fought that guy in the college game to try and grow the game. What, what tension did you feel? Uh, that was that? at the airport on their way home, and it was, uh, he was right next to Marcelo Balboa. Mm -hmm. And if you all remember France 98, it, it was... No bueno. It was an absolute implosion for the U.S. men's national team. And they sent me to the airport to try and gather some interviews. Steve Sampson was clearly on his way out. He was going to get canned. Uh, who knew if he was even going to get a ticket on that plane back home? Alive. And, and, I, and I found Alexi in front of the airport. And we did not have the relationship we have today. And It was better then. <laughs> and drink up. And... Um, and I shoved that microphone, and he just went off. And I remember looking at him because, you know, I'm a young kid. I'm an American soccer fan, and, and he was one of the guys, right? He was one of the most respected people out there, and he just went off on Samson. And, I mean, my hand was shaking because it was gold. It was fantastic television, and, and you absolutely television. wanted to hear it, and you had to have it. But there was also this internal strife where I was saying, no, no more. Don't, don't do this. Don't do this. We've got a good thing going. It was just a bad three games. Um, but I don't think we'll hear. He's, 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 we might hear from him later, but yeah. when, he, when he, when he said to you in 1998, that it Steve, was inflammatory when he, when he said to you that Steve Sampson was the Jurgen Klinsmann of 1998. <laughs> no, no comment. Like, no. no comment. But the game's profile survived that debacle. Yes, it did. Only just Where's 2002. Put the World Cup over the top. Hipped influences to the game of football. We didn't meet in 2002. We met between the 2002 yes, we did. 2006 World Cup. We became mates when I was doing some work at ESPN. Hired you to host the darts up in Mohican Sun, Connecticut. And then Why did you hire me for darts, by the way? Because, yeah, let's talk about that. Because honestly, I couldn't think of anybody else who could do it. Right. Or was dumb enough to say yes. You were absolutely dumb enough. Raise to say your hand yes. if you've ever covered professional darts in this room. Anybody? Anybody? All right. 
That's it. So can I, can I, can yeah, I, go. are we all right? Do we, people need to get kicked yeah. out here? Yeah. So I walk in to, we're in a casino, a bad Connecticut casino. Not a bad, hey, I grew up in Connecticut. <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's not like it, we're, it, yeah, that's right, turn the lights off on it. It was a yeah. Connecticut casino. Yeah. It was a Connecticut casino. And uh, I had never experienced what the kids in the business call a lip mic yeah. before, which essentially is a cage over your mouth that you just, you bring over here, and so I didn't understand that concept. And then through the entire X hours of darts, yeah. I had a headset on, and there was a, a, a British person back in the TV truck screaming numbers at me, yeah. incessantly telling me what every dart means as far as closing things out. Yeah, doing a lot of mathematics, uh, essentially. Instant mathematics, like math savant. It was a, yeah. it was a test. It yeah. was fun. And the American viewing audience loved every... No, they didn't. No, they didn't. <laughs> how, how many shows before we got pushed away? I think we made one. Yeah. Of eight. <laughs> it was um, Americans versus the best in the world, right? It was, it was Americans against people who could count. How many, Amer how many Americans won count their first numbers. round matchup? Do you remember? I think maybe... One? One. Yeah, one. I think maybe one. The it whole was a, concept was, was based around Americans. It was a bloodbath. But then, 2006... That one, by the way, that one was Clint Dempsey. <laughs> 2000, 2006, we meet each other again in Munich Yes. at a World Cup game. I can't remember if it was Costa Rica. I can't remember who was playing that day. I remember little about the football. I remember more about the night. The night was rough. Oh, my God. The night got grisly, didn't it? <laughs> it went late. We started at their Kaisergarten on Kaiserstrasse. And I don't remember anything after that except waiting up, waking up the next morning outside Schiller's. <laughs> there was, was dancing on tables. Yeah. The large, large beers that our bodies were not yeah. prepared for. And a bear costume. Yes. And, and there was headgear involved, wasn't there? Always. Always. So essentially, this was just to recap. Was in Davo's autobiography, it was just called Wednesday Night. <laughs> but Rob, 2000, 2000, I'm not joking. 2010 was a tough great. World Cup for you. ESPN had two greats. They had, ES they had Bob Lee. They had a theological leader. They had Mike Tirico in the studio. Yeah. And they decided, which is a bit harsh, all commentators would have an English accent. Thank you, ESPN. You knew at the time that you had to leave to go next level. You left ESPN when no one left ESPN. No one out of choice. It was a huge career decision. You jumped Clicks finger for drama. Nice. What advice do you have for young listeners listening outside of this room on the pod about taking career risk? Because it was an incredible career risk. Uh, you know, I think I've learned through the years how many times you're at a place that's established and you love and you want to be a part of and you consider it family, uh, but you need to leave to come back eventually or to finally prosper on your own. And, and I know there's a lot of people who are not trapped in jobs, but are, are in a place in their life where they're content and they're happy, but it's not what they want. And uh, to leave ESPN is scary, man. I mean, that, 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 was, uh, that was a lot of sleepless nights. And then to go to Fox and cover the English Premier League and Champions League, and we didn't have the World Cup back then. That wasn't, yeah. that wasn't part of the plan. We didn't have Major League Soccer back then um, either, so it was a very much a leap of faith. You didn't even have darts. It's a little bit like being a Europe, it's a little bit like being on a European soccer team as an American player. You've got a depth chart. You've got us all sport anchors. Right. Bob Lee, 
You got Mike Tirico. Yeah, you got to go you've find playing time somewhere else. Yeah. You've got a lot of guys who are all sport yeah. anchors, and that's what you know is where you're. That is where you know you're going in the broadcast. You say business. that we're giving the golden blaze to, to Brett Shea, David. No, no, no. I'm saying that he he was in a depth chart and he had to go to a team where he could go and be number one. Yeah, do you hear that? Jeff Bezos is sitting there waving and putting the finger up and saying, yeah, that is completely right. Okay. And Rob Stone, you made an amazing decision. Nice because Breck Shea reference. Nice. Oh. Yeah. Tough to get that into. A but it did pay off. You're uh, about to be the lead host America, of the 2018. Can I, say, can I tell you, is America still talking about Breck Shea as the future? Because I think we are, right? I'm on my own in that regard. So <laughs> it, it was a risk that paid off. You're about to be the lead host of the 2018 World Cup. Watching you anchor the 2015 Women's World Cup on Fox, an amazing tournament. Uh, you were so modern-day presidential. Yep. We're now within touching distance of the 2018 World oh. Cup. We can't go any further without bringing on the man who will be the goose to your maverick, yes. the Liam to your Noel. Your work wife. That's right, Roger. Man who's face is right. on the Mount Rushmore of American soccer and the cover of his own CD. Yes, his CD, Shots, available at your local Sam Goody. Let's hear a track from that Sam, now as we welcome Sam to the Goody. stage one of the greatest friends of the pod, the one and only Mr. Alexi Lallon. <laughs> Goody's got it. Goody's got it. Yeah. Can I say we have to mention strawberries? Anybody fan of strawberries? Do you remember that record store? Northeast baby strawberries. We had to mention Sam Goody because he's a sponsor of the 2018 World Cup. Carvel ice cream. Sam. Yasu Alexi. Cheers. There are so many beers here. I don't know who's what anymore. This is incredible. Can I say? Not one is Jaeger. Is that Jaeger? It is. It's a sipping drink. Just a Jaeger? It is. I did. It is. It's a smooth drink that. It goes great. It goes great with these limes. And I, I recommend it's a, it's a, a sipping drink. Right? I, re I recommend an American beer chaser. Wow. Can I just just summarize for you listening along at home? There's two English guys up on the stage right now with no hair whatsoever. Way less bald in person. Two, two American boys with gorgeous American locks. If you're actually listening only on the podcast, Alexi's still got like a mullet and an amazing beard. He looks. <laughs> I mean, just shut your eyes and picture sex and you're thinking about Alexi. <laughs> Am I right? Okay. I'm lying. Roger, oh, you're amazing. You are an amazing. Hey, to Roger, huh? Raise yeah. your friggin' bottles to Roger. To Roger. Roger is amazing. You are so damn good. Oh, Roger is amazing. The word amazing. You and your cards and your scripted way, content. The word amazing can mean so many things to so many yeah, different people. The word, the word amazing on Merriam-Webster has just been absolutely defecated. He is Hard-hitting questions first, Alexi. How's your Russian coming on? It's not good. It's not good Okay, don't bullshit me because I've watched the Americans. I know you've been training for this moment all your life. <laughs> you sell, which has been activated for this moment to like... Destroy American democracy, but they've asked a good question. Come on. Oh, I love Roger on a tangent. This is awesome. Roger on a tangent. What other Roger is there? Is, is there? I just say the Americans is not a tangent. Roger, I'm just is there trying a to defend democracy. Tonight? Are we all right? Do we have this place for a while? The curfew for me was 8.30. Uh -huh. Keep going, David. I've got to put my kids to bed. Okay, you two guys go back a long way. Alexi, you yes. first came across the great Rob Stone in the nascent MLS days, the late 90s. <laughs> Doing, doing the weekly soccer thing yeah. in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yes. What was Rob like back then? 
Besides, Maybe Rob. Well, the frosted tips. We know that we had the frosted <laughs> tips. Uh, yeah. It's Colgate people around. My there, Colgate people know that. Yeah. They know that. Where are the Colgate people? For such a small school, everywhere we go, you are you're there. It's amazing. Yeah. Every every airports and all that kind of like Yeah, I met. Uh, I, I, well, I I go back a long way, but certainly uh, from a working perspective, Rob Stone has has taught me the business, and it started uh, back in 2000, doing a show out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, because that's where the production facility was, and we would fly in each and every day, or each and every week, and do an actual MLS wrap-up show, and um, I came in uh, a couple of shows in, somebody got kicked out, and, uh, and, I, and I took their place. Roy Weggerly. Wow. <laughs> And, uh, and, and, and I, I started to learn what television was all about from Rob Stone. And whether it was doing highlights or whether it was turns to camera, all those different things that, that you accumulate over time, yeah. uh, that's, where, that's where it started. And it was 100 degrees, and it was an incredible boot camp type of existence. And you had a, you had a scraggly beard and a mullet when you got there. When Rob started, Stone was yes. like, first rule of television, said, Alexi, is... Frosted yeah. tips. And besides frosted tips... <laughs> Yeah, I I, uh, I nailed frosted tips. Yes, I own that. It's incredible. I mean, okay, so your hair is always, uh, you know, part of the conversation. Twenty years later, you two are about to head to Moscow together, yes. Moscow. Moscow. I believe is the American pronunciation. To host the World Cup live from Red Square. Lalas and Stone. To us, not to be hyperbolic, we were Dave and I were trying to think of a better duo than Lalas and Stone, and the only duo we could think of was. Lalas and Balboa. <laughs> yeah, covering right. a World Cup is an incredibly intense journey. I'm going to ask you both the same question. Lexi first, then you, Rob. What are you both looking forward to the most about covering this World Cup in Russia? Russia. I've never been to Russia. Wow. Uh, have you been to Russia? No. No, you've never been to Russia. So no bullshit. For... You've been to Russia. No, you've never been trained to... in Russia. Born in Russia. <laughs> they, they know if I've been there. I have not been there. Yeah. It, it, and so for, for, for a kid growing up in the 70s and 80s, uh, what Russia represented, and uh, whether it was war games or Firefox yeah, or Pepsi all, you know, is all communist. The, uh, I remember that's one of the exactly. first things I heard when I came to America. Exactly. Pepsi is communist. Exactly. And so you you have this vision of what Russia is and what the Russian people are. And so for me, going back, to, uh, not going back, but going to Russia for the first time. Oh, <laughs> thank you, see. Robert Mueller. Oh, yeah. Sleeper cell. Sleeper cell. <laughs> Exactly. I've, I've been activated. Little, little Nikita. Here we go. Yeah. Say, Robert Muller was one of the earliest GFOPs. He's not here tonight because he's kind of busy. He listens to our pods. Rewind. Two minute 59.02. Keep going, Dave. Going well, anyway, uh, working, uh, working in Russia, I think, is going to be in incredible. I mean, that's certainly a, 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 something that I'm looking forward to. Uh, but obviously, working next to this uh, incredible friend and human being is also oh, going to be wonderful. So, Rob, so what nice. are you looking so forward nice. to? So, uh, so. It'd be sad if you didn't say yeah. working with Alexa. Soccer. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to the opportunity, the challenge, and the freedom. You know, uh, without the U.S. being there, it, it's a totally different World Cup. Can I just say? Yeah. Growing up, the two World Cups I enjoyed the most, actually, the three World Cup I World Cups I enjoyed the most was '74, '78, and '94 when England weren't there. You actually enjoyed those World Cups. Yeah. You didn't have to worry about it in the same way. You could just the, enjoy the football. The pain, there was, the there was no sword of yep. Damocles of England's doom hanging yeah. over you. could get, I mean, just get down to the good stuff. I mean, Scotland were there. That wasn't much fun. <laughs> but it was, but it were, they were great World yep. Cups. Well, 
it, when you watch England, when we watch the U.S., it's yeah. it's an excruciating experience. Oh, and and we're hands. still fans, you know, and, and we're, we're, we're trying to be broadcasters and we, we cover it clean and straight. But deep down in our pits. Fair and balanced. I mean, we are, you're right. <laughs> we are, um, we are cheering, you know, uh, but we, we keep a, we keep a level eye, but it hurts to watch those U.S. games. I mean, the pain of the days building up and, and after and what the lineups are going to be, it's hard on your body. I just never got that impression watching Alexi really? covering the Nothing, U.S. national no, yeah. team. <laughs> yeah. Never, never. All about Croatia. Never, never yeah. came across. Yeah, go Senegal. Never came yeah. across. Almost every group, every team has a star player, Christian a player Pulisic. that young American fans absolutely love. Mo Salah we're going to go and see. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. Who's fired up to see Julian Green? Anybody? <laughs> Too soon? Too oh soon? my God, Julian Green's dad's here. It's great to see you. I'm excited to see Gilfie. Here's what I want to say. We are excited to come to the close of tonight's proceedings before we move to the post ring, which is where the great action goes down. I, I do want to ask you one question, Rob. We've, we've, always, we've long joked on our podcast, long joked, and we wrote a chapter about it in our book, that they should, and anyone listening in the perfume industry, <laughs> should think about, after we saw you in the 2015 being like World Cup presidential, they should mock it in it, er, the Rob Stone cologne, because I would wear it. I would. When, when Rob says, er, the Rob Stone, he means, oh, the Rob Stone. <laughs> I think. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Fair, fair what, what, is my, what does dialect. my cologne smell like? Um, it smells like... Musky? It feels, my, it, it feels like, like square jaws, blonde teeth, American glory. Blonde. It feels like to me to be candid. It feels like a cul-de-sac where, the, where the parents <laughs> of Beverly Hills 90210 are like bringing up Brandon. That's what it feels like. It feels like, it feels like Brandon's dad. Brandon's dad wears... Rob Stone Cologne. And that's how he got Brandon's mum, which is essentially the question that got Beverly Hills to last 12 series. How did Brandon's dad get Brandon's mum? And the question is, he wore Rob Stone Stallone, which is, which is like Stallone Stallone. Which, anyway, by the way, if you want Rob Stone Cologne, it's available at Dwayne Reed. But I will tell you, and thank you, Fox, because you market everything, but... You always tell me, whenever I talk to you about, like, Erda Robstone Cologne, and I've had, like, I want to tell you, I don't like to go behind the scenes on Men in Blazers because I don't like to boast. It's none but of like, this on the script. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you I know where we are anymore? No, what no card idea. are we on One right now? On any page. To be candid, I want to tell you. Right. Okay. So I'm going to go off script. Calvin oh, Klein. Really? Oh, no, really? I am. Calvin okay. Klein and I were out one night. Yeah. We were just boozing. We were on the lash. Uh-huh. It was me, Calvin Klein, Miguel Herrera, Bruce Arena. We were just on the piss. <laughs> talking lacrosse. We were. We were yeah. talking all lacrosse. <laughs> Calvin Klein's like, I want to go deep on lacrosse. I was like, Bruce Arena, he's the best. He's your man. You were, weren't yeah. you? And he said, like, I need to recapture like, the American vibe. I was like, Rob Stone. Do the Rob Stone or cologne. And so I've like, manufactured that crap. So it was. The, the Rob Stone cologne is about blonde of hair, natural blonde, not frosted trips. It tips. It's trips. totally natural. And I want to say it's about straight teeth, square jaw. It's about the future, not the past, like I am, like a bald man. But you always tell me when I try and get you your 15%, you say, there's a better person. I, Rob Stone, wear a certain footballer's cologne. And I want to ask you tonight, which footballer's cologne do you admire the most and what do you wear personally, Rob Stone? 
was exhausting. Oh, no. Oh, I know that one. Thank God. I just want to get to the next. That was, in an entire history of long Roger questions, nothing God, has was ever that a been long that question. so long. Calvin Klein's going to kill me. Go on. Yeah. Oh, does Latin. Yeah! No brainer, my friend. Yeah. It's Latin poem. You're talking about the cologne with notes of lemon, green grass, and leather. Yeah. We know you love him. He's a hero to all Americans. He's like Alexi, <laughs> but he's Swedish, and he's a little less ginger. <laughs> you know what, Rob Stone? Slatan, he is also a great Rob Stone fan. It's a two-way street. It's a two-way street. Let's go to the screens. Come on. Rob Stone, congratulations for your golden blazer. I wish I could be there, but finally you became a lion, just like me. I wish you all the luck, continue the magic, and work. Work hard. All the best. Rob Stone. Rob Stone. That took work. That took a phone call or maybe even an email. Well it, done. It took a pistol <laughs> aimed at Zlatan's head. <laughs> the request for Zlatan from the LA Galaxy PR department. He's <laughs> made so many tapes for so many people. <laughs> Television is just full of tapes from Zlatan from, from dawn till dusk. The nice news is he thinks Jimmy Kimmel's real name is Rob Stone. <laughs> and the only thing that really matters, let's be honest, is... Then he called you. He called you Rob Stone. He called you. Can we? Can we clink up? Oh my God! I love you so much. Roger he called Bennett. you. You're the best. He called Look you Rob hell. Stone. Are you gonna drink that, Michael Davis? He called you a lion. One of us has to remain sober. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Stone. Alexi told me that you are the Mufasa of the Pride. The one that gets killed near the end of the movie. <laughs> Alexi, yes, speaking sir. to you. Because Marcelo Balboa was not available. Right. <laughs> I spoke to you last week about Rob, and you said something beautiful to me. <laughs> what? Alexi, I'm asking you because Marcelo Balboa isn't available. This is our beloved Alexi Lalas, our guest here. You wrote this. I'm reading the words that you wrote. Anybody who watches Men in Blazers knows I haven't written a word in Men in Blazers in ten years. Right. Not a word. Maybe the crap part of Soho. That's it. That's where I am. Can I just ask you one question? I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe that we will win. I'm kidding. That was half-assed. Okay. Back to you, Alexi. We were chatting about Rob, and you said something beautiful to me. That was just me trying to deflect from the thing before that, by the way. <laughs> oh, nobody got that. Okay. You told me that Rob Stone, I'm going to quote now from a card. This is not me making it up. Marcelo Balboa told me this. He said, Rob Stone <clears throat> does not take himself too seriously. This is actually beautiful. You said, Rob, there's a constant thread of his career arc being peppered with strange things. This is so, Alexi. There's bowling. There's wrestling. There's whatever sport that Rob was always charged with. But there was always a subversive insertion of soccer in whatever he was given to do. Soccer for Rob Stone has always been the return home for him. And I want to say to you, Alexi, the floor is yours for a second to pay tribute to your friend. Uh, okay, well, uh, you know, this is obviously a, uh, um, a presentation uh, of comedy, but this is, this is not a, a eulogy. 
Uh, and this is, this, is also, this is also not a roast. Uh, and so uh, this, this man sitting beside me uh, deserves everything that's happened tonight and so much more for everything that he has done. And you guys out there, all of us here and so many thousands of people out there that love this game in this country, uh, recognize that it is, uh, it's worth defending. And the moments that I have been uh, all over the world next to this guy, and whether it's on air or whether it's in the bar or whether it's in an airport or whatever, and to see him defend this game that he loves in the form that he loves it, it, it warms the cockles of my heart, and it gets me every single time. And he deserves so much uh, praise um, and so much respect for what he does on a consistent basis. As I told you before, uh, this, is a, this is a man who has taught me the business of television, but he's also taught me the business of, of soccer television. And while many of us that get the credit um, for kicking the ball, uh, the reality is that there are so many people out there that didn't necessarily kick the ball at, at different levels that are as important, and in this case, I would argue, even more important to the development of the sport. This is a true believer that I'm sitting next to. Yeah. And this is not only um, a, a friend of soccer, but this is ultimately a friend. And even if there wasn't soccer, uh, this, this man right here would be my friend. And I, I value the time that we spend together, whether it's driving to work, whether it's on airplanes talking about the game, because there is a passion and a love that comes through in everything that he does. And it's worth celebrating, it's worth respecting, and I hope it never goes away because while we certainly need the ball to go in the right direction on the field, we also need people like Rob Stone off the field that are pushing every single day. And you will never find a greater champion of the game of soccer and of American soccer than Rob Stone. So I want to thank him for everything that he does. You're a good man, Alexi Lawless. Broadcasting. Broadcasting is really not easy. It's, it's definitely the, not easy. The very best. We share that, dudes. The, um, we're awful. The very best make it look simple and really easily. That applies to you, Rob, what you do on television. It is the hardest job on television doing that. But Alexi, I also want to give you some credit. Mm. I met you in the late 1990s for the first time on the set of all places of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire in I remember New York that, City yeah. when you came with your friend, the nearest kid, in to yep. go and watch the show. Yep. And I've seen you grow as a broadcaster as well. Your passion, and you are not afraid to go and say it the way that you feel it, the way that you see it, whenever you go and do it. There is no one like you in American soccer. There's no one who covers it like you in American soccer. There's no one who tells it like it is. I enjoy you so much on every broadcast, on every pod podcast, on everything you do. And I cannot wait, I cannot wait to listen to you, to watch you when you're in Russia. You are a credit to this sport that you love. You're a credit to this country. You are a credit to the international soccer community. Thank you. It's very you kind truly of you. are. Thank you. Thank you so much, Alexi. Let's hear it, ladies and gentlemen. Be upstanding for Alexi Lalas. The Emmy-nominated Alexi Lalas. Okay, it is time, Rob, to do the honors and induct you into the secret society of the Golden Blazer. Are you ready? 
Are you ready? Yeah. Rob Stone, I have long watched you on television. I want to say this out loud. I don't believe you've ever truly been appreciated for all that you've done for the game. I'm saying this in all sincerity. In this country, as someone that's watched the game's growth, you to me are a triple threat. You're a broadcaster, you're a player, and above all, and this is why I love you and where I first bonded with you, you're a fan for the game that we love in the country we love. And as we induct you with a golden blazer, which you must never take off for the next seven weeks. <laughs> you have to wear this for the next seven weeks in Russia. By the way, but hang on, David. David, before we give it to him, will you wear this, Rob, for the next seven weeks? Yes or no? Straight up answer. I take you, Golden Blazer, to be my long-wedded wife in Moscow. Okay, let's proceed. Here's what I want to say. Can we all recognize your contribution to football in this country? You are the most self-effacing gent that I know. You really are, Rob. You're a, you're a gentleman whose love of the game and awareness of its ability to transform others' lives are incredible. I mean, you understand the true power of the game. You have an incredible ability to understand how it's transformed your own life. And you admire how it has changed other people's life. You represent to us, Davo and I, the consummate professional. And you also represent to me, I've seen you, the giddy fanboy at the same time. And I love that. I also admire a man hugely who took an incredible career risk who jumped from job security, complete job security, to absolute, with kids, with family, with mid-career, incredible job panic, and then succeeded. You are about to become the face of the game we love in the country that we love. You landed on your feet, you delivered. You are about to fulfill your World Cup dreams, our World Cup dreams. And I will say, sadly to me, you are pretty well gonna be the only American in Russia Davo. And so Davo awards Rob Stone the blazer of gold with love and awe. Rob Stone, golden blazer! We award you this blazer, oh gold, with mad respect and love and awe. Rob Stone, golden blazer winner. The last word is yours. Take the mic. Address us. America. How are we doing tonight? Everybody good? Everybody all right? Roger was kind enough to put his diner's club card at the bar. Tab open. Uh, I'll be briefly serious, and I'll send you on your way. Uh, in all honesty, thank you guys. Completely humbled. Uh, I, I love you guys. I, I, I've, I've said it before. I've said it to your face. Uh, I'll say it right now in front of a live mic how, how much I enjoy you guys and, and what you guys have done. And Roger, you and I, we had that, we had a night, Roger and I. <laughs> Keybridge Marriott closed out the bar, just the two of us, hugging, drinking, and talking soccer. Michael hired me darts, I don't know why, and we went to Germany together, and we talked soccer, and Alexi, the things that you and I have experienced together have been amazing. Guys, uh, to be joined uh, on an elite list with a general, an attorney general, and the mother of dragons is pretty damn impressive. So thank you. Uh, thank you all for coming out here tonight. This is such a, a beautiful crowd. 
When I got into this business, and you guys touched on it, and I know I got 90 seconds, and I will start picking up the pace, unlike Roger, um, there was no hope for a profession in soccer outside of a player, particularly in America. And uh, I was one of the few that was lucky enough to stumble on it. And, and part of the reason that I have a career in soccer is because of people like you who've, who've, who've bought into the gospel and have spread the gospel across our country and care passionately and, and want to watch everything and, and support those advertisers and, and put it on the TV and get up early and stay up late to watch soccer. So for all of you out here, and I know there's millions more elsewhere, thank you. I, I really honestly mean that, thank you. Um, back in 2012, Alexi, you were there. I, I did a bit of an impromptu overserved speech at an American Outlaws party. It might have been in Texas. And it was when it was when Dosacero and I believe was still in vogue and still working, and that's not happening anymore. But that's another story. And uh, the gist of the speech was, we are one big dysfunctional soccer family, and I flip and love this family. And soccer is my family. Um, I wooed my girlfriend, soon to be wife, by driving her across state borders and taking her to a 1994 World Cup game in Orlando. Who wouldn't be, you know, in the mood with Belgium and Morocco? So, yeah. Uh-huh. Sweaty citrus bowl. Yeah. Worked my magic. You're welcome, Lynn. Um, uh, from there, it, it took me to so many different random places. You know, Alexi and I, you know, we, we started our broadcast career when he had a goatee, and he had ill-fitting suits, and he wasn't nominated for Emmys. And now you and I are together, and our wives are okay with it and slightly jealous, but also happy that you and I hang out a ton. Um, we talk about family. Soccer really is family. And I got some of my family here. I got my Colgate, some of my Colgate brothers, some of my Colgate friends, some of my Colgate teammates are out here. That's part of my family journey that, that soccer brought me here. Um, whenever I come to New York or any other city, I always stumble on soccer. And I don't go looking for it, but it finds me. Uh, my car drive from JFK the other day. My driver was from Costa Rica, so we talked Costa Rica. The washroom last night, Senegal. We talked Senegal in the washroom. I was in Little Brazil at an Italian restaurant watching German tape-delayed soccer today, talking the World Cup. That is what this country is yeah. right now, and it's not what this country was a long time ago when I first got in this. So. This sport has made my family complete, and this sport has given me a family uh, bigger than I ever imagined, and it's a family that continues to grow, and every single person here is part of that beautiful, dysfunctional American soccer family. And I thank you all for coming out here tonight. Rob, Rob Stone. I speak for everyone in this room when I say, we love you. Rob Stone, tonight is your night, Rob Stone. We know that you've got half of the Colgate team joining us for a sesh tonight at Flannery's at 14 and 7th. I need to ask each and every one of you why none of you backed him up during that fight. You left him on his own. You left him cruelly exposed. We'll talk about that. Rob wants us to know why. I also want to say, come join us, dear audience, so that you can say you've been on the lash with Rob Stone. 
I need to thank very quickly the incredible Angolo Kante of producers, JW. Just a, Jonathan Williamson. He's just a bit more violent. Oh, Rachel Chodor, Justin Rodriguez, Brad Feldman, Jen Simons, our mighty theatre producer, GFOP Tony Award winner, John Johnson, yeah. who's organising our tour. There's also a chunk of merch out there. Please support it. It's a GFOP running in. It will keep him honest and on our tour. And Davo, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Have you ever written a book? No. <laughs> no, we have. We've, we've, bought, we've written a book, Rod. Please buy our book. Please. Please. It, it has other uses other than reading it. Thank you. Come raise a glass with us at Flannery's. And most of all, courage right now to close our show in the traditional fashion is a singer slash songwriter GFOP. You can find him on Twitter at at BLCO official playing Bye Bye USMNT guys. The Bard, Ben Clark. I think I've been here for every Golden Blazer. It's good to be a part of this little family. You guys are amazing. Thanks for having me back. Thank you. A long, long time ago I can still remember when Clint Dempsey scored in 20 seconds flat but more recently I heard the news Of the men who wore red, white, and blue And the fans across the land who watched them lose A sad result can make you shiver Neither Bruce nor Klinsman could deliver And 18 men confess They did not give their best All the pundits all complain and moan But don't forget about our good friend Rob Stone He'll be covering El Tree and old Chicharito the day the World Cup arrives. We'll be singing bye-bye USMNT guys. We know Trinidad Tobago was a trip you despised. Good old boys got drunk on Bud Light and cried, singing where the hell is Brian McBride. Where the hell is Brian McBride? Well, for four years, we'll be on our own While the whole world plays next to Putin's home But that's not how it's supposed to be Cause I remember days way back in Rio When we were one set piece from beating Ronaldo And the CONCACAF campaign went by easy and all thought if Josie hadn't pulled up lame, we could have taken three points from every game. No group stage born in hell could talk the sad story I tell. But a lesser city somehow became the kings. Who the hell needs World Cup 2018? In 2022, we're gonna put Raj into the team. Cause after all, he calls this place his home The best new citizen since Jermaine Jones In the hex we played so bad Even Trump would have called it sad But Donald didn't even watch that damn disgrace He was watching Fox News to see his own face Four years from now, he's gonna be replaced And that day, our flag will rise We'll be singing bye-bye, USMNT guys It'll take another month before the rest realize They'll see soccer sucks and change the channel with pride But in four years they'll get a surprise 
in four years they'll get a surprise. England's turned Manchester blue. They've learned to play their babies too. Maybe that's something we should do. And in Mexico they play some real good ball. Made Jonathan Gonzalez jump over the wall. At times like these, it seems there's not far left to fall. But Tim Howard's haircut says the balls are still winning. We'll see a lot more of Weston McKinney, Josh Sargent, and Tim Way. Freddie, you do. Yes, Probably will not play. But the three players I admire most. Abby Wambach, Julie Foudy, and Megan Rapino. They've left a little space on that old trophy case because they know what's dead may never die. So let's sing it. Bye-bye, USMNT guys. Though there's no opposing team for you to dream of tonight There's a bunch of GFOPs in the city tonight Singing damn Rob Stone's new blazer looks fly Rob Stone everybody, Rob Stone we will see you for a bud in about 10 minutes Come and have a drink with us, we love you all, courage Kung Fu Fighting America. Rob Stone! Hear it again, Rob Stone! We love you. Oh, what a night. What a night of nights that was, GFOPs. We can't wait to be in your cities in the weeks to come. Again, Tickets to our shows in Los Angeles, St. Louis, Seattle, Portland, and the great city of San Francisco. You can come if you're in Oakland too. They're on sale now. Tickets for Brooklyn, Philly, Philly, and Boston. Oh, you'll be on sale this Friday by the Raven newsletter. Subscribe at meninblazers.com. Please also, dear GFOP, send us your suggestions on where we should go in your cities. What should we eat? What should we see? What should we do? You can send them to meninblazers at gmail.com or via social using the hashtag, hashtag MIB across America. We can't wait to see you.